Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome to this podcast for the very first time. I'm so glad you decided to come in and listen. Um, I want to say a big thank you for that. And I also want to say at the top of the podcast, if you're in any type of danger, if you're in a domestic violence situation, please do not listen to this podcast. Hang up, call your local crisis lines. Call 911, get into a safe place, get a safety plan in order, get with your local agencies and create a safety plan if you do not know what that is. Um, So, because no one wants you to get in danger from listening to a podcast. And I will also give the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. If you need an advocate, if you need information, please call that, that hotline number. They have wonderful resources that you can get in touch with your local um, agencies also. Um, Call your local crisis line numbers in your state or your state hotline numbers if you're in um, need or assistance and you can't get through to the hotline. Um, And also you can reach out to domesticshelters.org. They are a website online and they have all types of different information. They have lists of shelters in your areas. Um, Those are some just great resources just right off the top for you to go and check out. So I have a very special guest today on the podcast, and I want to say this is a Domestic Violence Awareness Month special. And, um, you know, we do Domestic Violence Awareness Month all month long. We do, we wear purple and um, we do candlelight vigils. Me and her was just speaking about that. But if Miss Ruth Glenn, um, she's an MPA, President of Public Affairs of the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And she's also an author of Everything I Never Dreamed Of. And I don't think of was in the title. But if she will let me um, record, we will start talking. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can you can go ahead and, and go back on your title because I think I put of in there and it, there was no of. <laughs> Um, I released my memoir, Two Years in the Making, um, and it is called Everything I Never Dreamed. Um, and it's a homage to my mom, homage, I think is the correct word, uh, homage to my mom, uh, who was a domestic violence survivor herself and was just so very proud of me and had really made that known, um, you know, many years before she passed away. She passed away in uh, 
mm. um, in the book, and an urgent call to address the causes of violence in our society. Um, and I, I am so appreciative of her reading and, and reviewing the book, but more importantly to me is that I, I hope that every survivor or any survivor, uh, be it woman, man, child, and those that serve them pick up this book and really get an understanding of what the dynamics of domestic violence are. I'm very clear that everyone's experience is different, everyone's. Mm. Um, but to understand the dynamics and the tactics, the dynamics of domestic violence and then the tactics of abusive persons is really, really important. So I'm hoping that that's also what is most prevalent um, when people read this book. That excites me so much. Congratulations on your memoir. I know that's a labor of love. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, and so I'm I'm just I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. Um and oh, thank you. And how long have you been doing this work? So um I got safe in nineteen ninety two, um, thereabouts. And I spent until nineteen ninety four trying to figure out what the rest of my life would be. <laughs> um, you know, when when we come out on the other side and we're safe, it's it's a very interesting start. You know, you um, you do a lot of reflection, uh, a lot of getting rid of guilt, a lot of particularly when you have children, which I, you know, I, I've spoken about my son, um, and really trying to figure out what the rest of your life will be like. And so, uh, 1994 is when I decided that I was going to step out and figure out the rest of my life and that would include going back to school and it would include doing what I could about domestic violence. Um, I, I say quite frequently over the many years that I, I had no real deep understanding of what domestic violence was until I was safe. And so trying to do what I can as a survivor, um, which wasn't easy to start. I, you know, I readily admit that in I didn't come out like superwoman. I came out like um, a frightened woman, <laughs> mm. uh, you know. Um, so I, I really want your audience to understand that um, it, it's a journey and it really, everyone experiences that differently. And there is no expectation of how you come out on the other side. It's really your own reflection and how you deal with the pain and the hurt and the anxiety and the depression and all of those things that come with it. And where do you place those to keep moving? Because survivors keep moving one way or another. We keep moving. It's just when and how you are empowered and comfortable doing that. So yeah, since 1994, I, I began volunteering and here I am <laughs> 30 some odd years later. It's amazing. That is so amazing. So, yeah. so as a survivor, you just had that natural drive to want to do yeah. this work. I mean, and, and, and it's, and it's heavy work. I mean, it's heavy work for us survivors to come out on the other side and to heal and have our journeys, but then to kind of step back and go back into a sense of we 
we listen to the stories of other women you know Absolutely. yeah Absolutely. you know and, and and it's it's heavy um and and so what are the things that you do like for self-care and and because i know how heavy yeah. this can be you know and and what are some things that you do to just relax and unwind you know um Misty, i was just reflecting on that a couple of weeks ago because of course the the book was published on October 4th, and mm-hmm. up to that point, it had been two years as a labor of love, mm-hmm. or a labor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, I just reflected on that. I I readily admit that I do not do enough self-care. That mm-hmm. is not okay. Um, it's, it, it is what it is, but it is not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's really kind of spending a Sunday doing nothing or uh, an evening where I just have to tune out and say, I cannot take in anymore. So there's no, you know, there's no sauna or there's no escape to the beach or anything like that. I'm, I'm an introvert. And so for me, it's when I have a moment to, um, as I said a few minutes ago, you know, just reflect and go inside myself for a moment and do those kinds of things. So I grab those opportunities when I can. And I uh, just decided like a week ago that I'm going to spend more time doing that because it is so healthy for me. And of course, for for those that that uh, are in my circumference, like I mentioned to you that I'm also the guardian of my 13-year-old granddaughter. So I can tell when neither one of us are taking care of ourselves. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out ways to do that. I do hope that in 2023, I become much more proactive about self-care. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I'm certain we're not alone in that. (laughs) Right. So we, um, so we just hold so much space for people, you know, I mean, you know, when you hold space for so many people and, and you're so attentive to other people's needs and and their wants and, and their comfortability, it's hard to get into your own space of comfort, you know, and I'm like, you are, you know, I do quiet time. I do, Misty doesn't do anything. I'm going to bed and I'm going to lay there in front of my phone or with a book and I'm going to just desensitize, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Take away the, the outside Mm-hmm. stuff for a little while because you're right you only have you know somebody said and this is so cliche but it's true if your gas tank is empty you you can't run mm-hmm. and for it sounds like you and I are very much alike is the only way to fill my gas tank is to find the quiet time and do something that I don't have to think a lot about Right, right, yeah. Um, somebody right. once said one day, somebody um said, "Oh, well, your work is not very physical." And I said, "Well, you know, okay, I get that." <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, there's other things, right? So we we talk about emotional um trauma with people on a on a right. daily. So it's very um you know exhausting mentally, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, um, and that that does affect your physical um you know you're physical too so but i want i want to ask you um so as a survivor of domestic violence um have you ever well i'm sure you have but um like like say for instance this podcast 
there's women right now who are dealing and struggling in in abuse you know and yeah. what what would be your message to those those ladies like what are some some things that like not exactly advice you know we don't want to give people because every situation right. is different so but what are some yeah. things that you could just say to them maybe that would inspire them possibly to, to get a safe spot sure. in life sure find your person hmm. find your person there is someone in your life no matter where you are, uh, geographically, emotionally, there's someone that you can trust. I promise you. Find that person. Find the ways in which you can um, seek their support. You do not have to leave. You do not have to do anything you don't want to do in regards to um, your circumstance. This is not caused by you. It's caused by someone else. Um, our society gives the message that that because you're an adult and you're you're being abused, that somehow you're responsible. You are not. Um, I promise you, when you decide, when you decide, if you decide. Um, that there's something different for your life. If you have that person with you, uh, you will be empowered to be safe. I never, ever encourage, as you have you alluded to, Misty, I never encourage anyone to leave. You get to make that decision. Mm -hmm. What I do encourage is when you're ready, seek the support that you can trust so that when and if you are ready, you're prepared. Uh, you are strong. No matter what you're going through, you are strong. You are doing the best that you can do to protect your children. I'm sorry, I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> my tea went down the wrong way. <laughs> um, you are strong. Uh, no matter what society, anyone else is telling you, you, you have made it and you keep making it. Um, and I promise you, when and if you decide to be on the other side of this, there is so much that is awaiting you. Mm. You know, um, I say in my book that um, this, being a survivor is, is the not everything I am. And I know I talk a lot about it. Um, you know, I work for the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, but... I'm a grandmother of six, and I'm a great-grandmother of three, and I'm a, uh, a wannabe writer, and I'm a great friend, and I have great friends. And when we gather, we don't talk about domestic violence. We talk about politics, and we talk about our darn children. And, uh, I'm a mom. There's so much more to me than that. So remember that as you move forward. You are not to blame and there's so much more on the other side. When and if you choose that, hmm. or feel safe doing that. Great, great advice. Great advice because you know once females do reach that that choice um, that they make to either come out, whatever it is that they choose to do, they have lost who they once was um, yeah. because trauma 
does that it, it rips yeah. our souls it, it 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 just disintegrates us as human beings and so once we do figure out hey listen i i know my worth i've got i've got my worth and i know you know i remember i used to be this person and you know i'd like to have her back or maybe i'm coming out of this a whole different human being in which i did myself you know, and it took me years of self healing and, you know, this whole journey type thing for me to actually figure out who I was again, because I lost who I was at 18 years old um, throughout my 20s. I don't even know if I even knew who I was then. So, you know, I, I had to figure who I, Misty was again, you know. Um, sort of figure out who I was and and now I know who I am as a mom I know who I am as a grandmama you know and yeah like you were saying we're much more than just survivors you know yes. and yes. you know I love makeup makeup's my thing right so right. yeah I mean it's something that I love and adore and you know I'm also fixing to be in a book um I didn't do my own yeah I didn't write my own book but I'm gonna be an author um and well I have like written like articles and things but this will be the first book that I'm actually um in telling some of my yeah yeah so I'm excited that yeah that happened today um yeah um so I'm I'm very very um thrilled about it so these are some things that you know you can do women who are in abuse today you know can if they ever decide they want to you know change and get out of this and choose um whatever it is they choose um so yeah. there's there's so much on the other side of this yes ma'am yeah. yes ma'am yeah yeah so but me and you, yes. you and I both know that it, it it's just not an easy journey and I think that just not even just fear of leaving it's the non-knowing for women you know I, I don't know what's going to happen I you know and, and whatever reasons you know some women financially depend on their abusers you know what am I going to do for finances how am I going to make it out here you know there's just so many things that go along with um abuse and finding their way out of it so you know and, and i i talk a little bit about that not only in the book but whenever i'm invited to speak is mm-hmm. it's so easy for us as a society to say you know it's so cliche again but why doesn't she leave well i fear faced with such things as where are my children going to go to school mm-hmm. that person has always made sure that i was financially dependent on them mm-hmm. What about my job? How will I experience the unknown when I know the known? Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as awful as the known is, sometimes the unknown is even more frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's not forget about human emotion and how that plays into it. I tell people all the time that we didn't get into these relationships because we appreciate abuse. We got into these relationships because we loved and cared. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just go away overnight. Mm-hmm. We still hope and we still dream and we still love and we still care. Um, and so we have to be really, really careful about that victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's understand that everyone comes to the table as victims of domestic violence with different circumstances and and to 
not allow them to work through that safely, of course, is is disempowering in and of itself. Give them the space, be there to support them and say, if there are ways that I can help you, you let me know. You don't have to talk about it today, but just let me know. And if I can support you, I will. Mm-hmm. I know how hard this can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So um, this was something we talked about before we started recording. Um, right. Kind of go over um, the national de- the national. Um, domestic violence hotline and the coalition like merging. Remember, we were oh, going to yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, Project Opal, we're very, very excited about mm. this. Um, it's uh, a joining of our organizations into um, what we've named Project Opal. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we uh, began talking about this many years ago and in fact, the history of the two organizations from probably even more years ago was that there should have, there could have been a way to identify our synergy, as, as uh, myself and Katie Ray Jones like to say. And so we decided, uh, with the help of a lot of folks and our boards and consultants and such, uh, to develop Project Opal. And what it means is that the National Domestic Violence Hotline and the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence will join forces to better deliver programs, projects, crisis services, policy to constituents and advocates, and of course, victims and survivors. Um, Everything uh, will remain the same except for uh, the boosting of uh, the infrastructure and resources that are available to both of us in how we deliver but it was so needed so that, um, you know, my primary goal in all of this, as, as was everyone else's involved in this, was we recognize that victims and survivors may not be getting everything they need, as well as advocates. Mm-hmm. How do we pull it all together holistically um, to make sure that, that they are getting the best of both organizations? So both are still, you know, our, our individual entities, but we definitely have joined forces uh, to, to better deliver. So we're very excited about that. Um, and the information about Project Opal is available on both of our websites. Um, and uh, we can make sure that people have that. But it's a very exciting time, an appropriate time. Uh, we feel strongly that we, we need to fill even more gaps um, in our delivery of services. Well, I, I absolutely love that. And I think that, that, that that's very exciting to hear. And, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to the projects that you, the upcoming projects and all the things that, um, that y'all do to help. Um, I know that I have kept up with both organizations for quite some time now. And, um, you know, I'm I'm just all about um, outreach awareness and and helping victims and survivors. Uh, you know, and and advocates might like myself. You know, we we also need support in this work, and um, I, I love what you do, and I admire you. And so, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm so proud of 
of you actually getting finished with your memoir. I mean, I think that's amazing. It's very amazing. And I know that that took a lot out of you. <laughs> so, yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. did. And for anyone that's interested in the book, of course, it's out there. You just have to search for the title. But because of your audience, I do want to offer that, that there is a trigger warning that goes with this book, particularly in the first section. So for those of you that might be interested in reading, please um, take good care of yourself as you read. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just want to be very clear about that. Thank you. Thank you so much. But um, Miss Ruth, um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, things maybe that y'all are doing that, you know, I know that the month is kind of winding down. Uh, we have a few more weeks left of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Of course, you know, it's Awareness Month for me every month, but <laughs> I, I know that, that you know, we, we do a lot of different um, events and projects this month that we normally probably don't do um, otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, I would just say, uh, and you and I were talking about that earlier before we started recording, mm -hmm. is, uh, first of all, you, you're correct, every month is awareness month, but particularly in October, um, sometimes it can feel like we're just waiting upstream. Mm -hmm. What I hope is that um, people don't get discouraged, you know. Continue to do what you do. Somebody's listening. Somebody's hearing. Somebody's attending the vigils. Someone's wearing purple. And we're offering an opportunity to those who might not normally talk about or address domestic violence. We're offering the opportunity to them um, to help us carry that forward. So don't get discouraged. I will, I will always wear purple in October. And uh, give the same speaks all the time. <laughs> uh, continue to just just do that because one day uh, it 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 matters now, but one day it will matter even more globally about how we're carrying the torch uh, to end domestic violence. So stay encouraged, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I have appreciated you coming on the podcast. It means so much to me. And I know uh, so many others who are going to be listening. It will mean so much to them as well. Um, so, but I thank, thank you. you yeah, I thank you again. And so guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all. Um, go check out this podcast. And I think maybe 129 more episodes behind Miss Ruth's. Um, there's a whole collection here that you can listen to. So um, guys, wear some purple this month um, and stay yeah. safe. Bye guys. <laughs>